It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Drinking into herself, cool. And Samantha, I like to crochet bulge. How y'all doing? That is very true. That's a good okay. nickname. I like that one. <laughs> I can live with that. Perfect. <laughs> Things are good. Beautiful day. It's only like what nine? It's like nine forty in the morning here. I've never recorded with you all that early. I've got oh, so much Sammy, day left. That's early for you no. to be up, Sammy. I just remembered that, that oh, you don't like to be called Christ. Sammy, so I decided to do it a couple of times. Um, yeah, okay, great. So, so a week or so ago, I got an email from from Carol uh, mentioning that she was uh, she was she was. A, let me see if I got this right, Carol. You and the children are enjoying the beach for a couple of weeks while your husband is serving our country. Uh, I guess roughly. He would dispute that more than I would because yeah. he's like, I'm in an office all day. I don't really know. Right? No shame in that. <laughs> like, he's over. Yeah, this is how this is how we vacation because you know it, we don't have to really pay for it. So, well, you can't complain about that. Um, yeah. And so you 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 were enjoying your time at the beach and you had some beach op- observations and we'll go, start talking about the beach and and we'll see what kind of conversation we can have. Well, we're, you know, we're sitting at the beach. First of all, I don't like sand. So I have to distract myself on the beach. The sand gets to me. So, you know, you start people watching and like, we have been out a couple different places. You know, you go mini golfing, you know, we went to the mall or whatever. And like everywhere you go, there's somebody yelling at a kid for being a kid. Mm -hmm. We were at the beach. And I noticed that when you're at the beach, this is not happening. Like kids are like running around, they're digging holes, they're, you know, like no one's like on top of them all of the time. And then I was thinking about I'm like, well, this is nature because sometimes, you know, and, and we're unschoolers and we're that set that doesn't love the woods. You know, like I feel like everybody else is like, they're all like wood fairies. And then there's us. My kids are like, I don't want to go. I'm like, well, me neither. <laughs> Great. But on the same page. Yeah. It's like, but at the, I'm like, well, this is, this counts as nature. And then I, when I started looking around and watching all these kids, I was like, this is probably more dangerous than your local woods here. And yet parents are just letting their kids explore. Like you've got kids trying to pick up crabs and chasing crabs. And they're like, you know, depending on the age, how far into the water they run. It was just, it was really nice to just watch. 
So, Sam, do you see this uh, on the on the shores of the Hawaiian Islands, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and I do think that observation about how, like, the, the beach is possibly more dangerous than your local woods. Like, I find that interesting because I feel like as a person, whenever I'm at the beach with children, I am so much more like the water's terrifying. Okay, the ocean is not your friend. The sun is not your friend. Everything is scary. So like if I'm at the beach with children, I'm much more like watching them. Not in like a creepy way, but in slightly a creepy way. Cause I, I feel like I enjoy being there and I like seeing people there, but I do find it interesting that there are so many parents and family members that will like, just let kids go and do things. I'm like, wait, the ocean is so strong and big. What are you, wait? Oh no. I always get the feeling like some of these parents are the kind of parents who would not let their kids pick up like a stick while yeah. walking somewhere. But they're just like, right, so interesting. It's like, what what do you you realize that they could be swept away at any any given moment? And you're like, all right. But like I have a theory about it. I have a theory. Oh, I got a theory theory. too. What's what's your theory? Oh, my theory is because we as a you know general society equate beach time with relaxation, right? And we also have this need to use our time well which is sort of a a paradoxical statement. But I think that when families go to the beach, they're like, the goal is relaxing, right? The goal is relaxing for these adults and we're going to relax really well. And that means we're going to use our time not telling our kids what they can or can't do. We're going to relax and we're going to relax good. So I'm going to read my book or I'm going to take a nap on this beach towel and my kids are going to, you know, dig a hole or whatever, they'll be fine. And that my, so my theory is they're not as strict, I guess, is the word that's coming to mind right now about what their kids are doing because their goal is to focus on their own relaxation. I think that's part of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I totally agree. And I think part of the reason for that, which is, and and here's my theory, uh, they're half drunk. (laughs) Um, I would say sometimes it's more than half. Yeah, well, um, I was trying to be generous. Um, no, you know, they got up and, and, uh, you know, dad cracked a beer into his, uh, his little, little box of, uh, of, of Cheerios and the, uh, the, the hotel breakfast nook and, and mom went out with that for, with, uh, with her, her sister-in-law from mimosa and then they head to the beach. And so, so they're, they're a little bit liquored up. And so they're, they're, they're more chill at the beach, I think, um, which leads into all the things you said, Sam. <laughs> right. No, I think, I think that is <laughs> those, these theories can coexist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I don't, oh, you mentioned is, is that, beach, too, that was part of mine. Is, is the beach really that dangerous? The ocean is. The ocean oh, is, yeah. The ocean is horrifically dangerous. The ocean's amazing and beautiful and it should be feared and reverently respected. Like, Drowning is silent, everybody. Drowning is very quiet. Drowning is very fast. And I, I don't, I, I don't think it happens enough. I mean, even with all these half drunk or three quarters or fully drunk parents taking their kids to the beach, um, I don't, I, I don't think we're. I mean, 
we're not going to lose a generation of children from from beach accidents, are we? Most likely not. And I think part of that too is is beach and water safety has gotten a lot more a lot, a lot better and a lot more mainstream mm-hmm. uh, in the past few decades. Like there's all sorts of you know child and infant swim classes and whatnot, and I think that's good and important that people you know take the beach and pools and any body of water seriously because it is a serious thing. And at the same time, I don't think you shouldn't relax a little bit at the beach, right? I'm not saying you have to be holding your child's hand the whole time. That's not really going to be effective. Well, I mean, I, I would, I would argue that I don't know, I don't want to overstate it, but 86 and a half percent of parents could, uh, you could pull the sticks out of their butt and, uh, and hand the kids to draw in the sand when they're at the beach and, and life would, life would be a lot better. Uh, a lot of, oh, a lot yeah. of upteep people walking around there. And, and, and so freaking the fuck out about everything seems to be a little bit too much, but yeah, I mean, we gotta, we gotta be safe and careful. And, um, we visited a couple communities in our, in our adventures in Australia where kids went from school to the beach with their surfboards and this is like this is like middle schoolers um after school and that was that was kind of their after school activity is is a bunch of middle schoolers showing up at the at the beach with their surfboards um without their adults from from everything we could tell and then you know heading home around dinner time so I mean, there are places where where there is a a good balance of the the safety and respect for the the. De- Hi, Jeff. So. Uh, There's your third world Wi-Fi. Did uh, <laughs> wait, wait, did, did I where where did I disappear? You had been talking about the middle schoolers in Australia just going to the beach with their surfboards yeah. after school. And so, I yeah. mean, they did it and it was great. And the community kept, the, I mean, the, the, the way the beach was set up, I mean, there were, there were, I mean, the spaces, the kids could change and, you know, the, the changing areas. And I mean, the, the, the beach and the community seemed to completely embrace this and it wasn't like they were they were losing half of the middle school population each year. And so if you balance that respect for, for the ocean and its, its deadliness and a little bit of autonomy for the, the kids, I think you end up with good things. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Carol, you talk. Oh, sorry. I'm just saying like, it's interesting that like Jeff, of course, Jeff is the one that's like, you know, but it's like Samantha and I that are like a little more nervous about the beach. But that's one of the things I noticed when I was at the beach. It's like the only place I ever really see moms just like deferring to dads. Like, all right, dad, you got it. Like, and mom is like reading a book or doing whatever. And it's like a dad playground almost. Like you see dads <laughs> running around and they're digging holes and they're out in the water and body slamming kids in the water and they're all riding the wave. It's like, I feel like it's the only place dads are allowed to play like dads want to play. Yeah. Why, why is that? I don't know. I was like well, watching it and, and myself included. Cause I'm like, you know, I, when I take the girls by myself, you know, I'm like watching like a hawk, I'm telling them, you know, come in a little further. And then I go with my husband and I'm like, well, they're yours now. If they die, it's, it's all your fault. So I'm going to sit over here and enjoy myself. 
but you know it's like mm. you see dad they're like they're all playing football and they're you know and I don't know what it is but it's like this is the only place I've seen with like whole families it's not like just divorced dads you know on the beach which is cute and fine but it's the only place I've noticed that I see like moms like completely hands off like do your thing dad so have either I don't know if I told the story too many times in the podcast. Um, my seagull story. It's not ringing bells. Okay, I so my my favorite my favorite dad slash stem slash problem solving slash beach story was uh, Clearwater Beach in Australia, and we're we're walking along, and there's a uh, little girl. She must have been maybe seven or eight, with a brother must have been four or five. And they are obviously trying to catch seagulls, which is is one of my favorite things to observe on the beach is kids interacting with with seagulls. And and so what's going on is sister has got a big beach blanket and she gives brother a handful of Doritos and he is supposed to hold them above his head and with his hands closed. And then when she gives the signal, he's supposed to open his hands. Um, and what's supposed to happen is the birds are going to swoop down to get the, get the, uh, Doritos. And then she's going to throw the blanket up over her brother and the birds, thereby trapping the seagull or multiple seagulls under the blanket with her brother. And, um, they give this a go and it doesn't work. And I'm walking along and I, I noticed somebody else watching this, a dude kind of sitting there with the beach chair with uh with it's a not no alcohol beach but he's got the uh the can of beer and uh and the little uh little sleeve thing and uh i noticed him and, and i said like uh they belong to you and he's like yeah <laughs> and i'm like uh okay has, uh, has he figured out what's gonna happen if uh if one of those seagulls gets stuck under the uh the blanket with with him and 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 dad's like well he ain't the brightest of bulbs, but I'm sure she's got it up, up in her mind that, uh, that, uh, it's going to be right entertaining. And, and as we're having this conversation, the girl comes running up and she says, daddy, daddy, I need the shovel. I've got a solution to our problem. And, oh, no. and cause what the, the <laughs> yes. problem, and, and I watched them try this three or four times and she just wasn't getting the blanket high enough. And so what they did is they dug a hole about, I don't know, 18 inches, two foot deep. And she put her brother in the hole. And then instead of holding the chips way above his head, he was supposed to hold, just set him on the, hold his hands right on top of his head. Um, so that she lowered her brother because she couldn't figure out how to throw the blanket any higher. She figured out how to lower her brother so they would have a, a more more of a chance of being successful at this. And and I, I didn't hang around to to see if they were successful or not because I was I was impressed enough with her problem solving skills or or attempt at problem solving that uh, that I was I was ready to move along. And 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 Dad was just just sitting there sipping on this beer watching it all. It was great. That's the beauty of a dad. Like we, re <laughs> we, we really do need more of that. And, you know, and I'm, I'm kind I am that mom a lot of times that I'm like fussing at my husband. Like, are you serious? Have you thought this through what? And he's like, it's fine. But like, I shudder to think what it would be like if my kids only had me, it'd be terribly <laughs> nervous wrecks. You know? 
but yeah, oh, it's like, not just I the... think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just say like the beach is just it's like dad heaven, you know. It's I'm just like look at this. This is phenomenal. I would say it's second only to the sidelines of some kid's soccer game as dad Whoa. heaven. I love watching dads at kids' sporting events because they make that little huddle, but they can't be too close to each other. So they're like nearby and, you know, they're chatting and then like periodically they'll look over at what their kid's doing and then they'll look back because they're like, ah, they're five. It doesn't matter. And then you've got like a one dad that's so into it and he's always clapping. I love the claps, the dad claps. Come on, come on. Love that. I think think there's the the opportunity for half or more drunk parents at the uh, kids' soccer game, just like at the beach, yeah. huh? <laughs> same odds. <laughs> same odds. Different <laughs> reasons, same odds. They got their, uh, their, their Yeti uh, thermos cup with them full of, full of mimosa or something. I think that's, that's the way it works, isn't it? I hope so. Maybe, maybe the lesson we can take from this, these observations is it's okay to be a little relaxed. Not saying you should be drunk all the time with your kids, but it's okay to be a little relaxed and to let your kids, you know, try and capture a seagull or just dig a bunch of holes or just play their game of soccer without having any real skills. Like we don't need to be doing these things for the benefit of something else, like to get better at it or to get good at something or some skill or to you know end up getting a scholarship for soccer or whatever you can you can just enjoy it you can just you could just be yeah you can just hang out it's okay yeah Yeah. and i mean that's that's why i like the i like i I like using the phrase uh vacation mindset for for that it it, it, and i mean it might be partially alcohol induced but partially it's the hey i'm away from work i'm in this place i could relax like you were talking about sam and that's that's a that's a delightful mindset to be able to to put yourself in because life become you i think you're more anchored in the moment when you take on that kind of mindset when you're just kind of going with the flow um and i think that's a that's a kind of good way to either care for or parent children with that kind of more relaxed, relaxed, um, in the moment mindset. Yeah, there's, I've been, I've been reading a book that deals a lot, um, with this, these kinds of subjects. And one thing that was brought up, unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the person, but if you look it up, you should be able to find them. Um, someone was talking about how they've started defining activities as atelic and telic. So atelic, uh, telos is like the word for purpose. Um, and telic means it hasn't, the activity has an end, it has a goal, it has a purpose. Whereas an atelic activity is sort of endless. It's not purposeless in the fact that doing it still brings you joy, but you're not doing it for some greater end. You're just doing it because you want to do it. Like going on a walk or like going on a bike ride, you know, along the Gulf Coast. You're not necessarily training for a 100 mile bike ride. You're going on a bike ride because it's nice and you want to do it. I'm, I'm I think totally going to do more a of that. <laughs> I don't so, I know. Jeff is like, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> not train. But yeah. By the end of the summer, I'm going to do I'm going to do a 100 mile bike in a day. Is it count if it's all in one day? Can I, do I have to get is it? OK, if I stop, you can do whatever you want. There are no rules. 
I mean, vacation I mindset, stop, Jeff. If whatever. I if I can stop for a, a couple uh, hot cocos along the along the beach a couple of times, I think I can do a hundred miles in a in a day. Um, I, so I'm so sorry. The idea of hot cocoa while biking. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh, I don't love that. Well, it's not well biking. It's well well chilling out mid bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing better than hot cocoa on a hot day. Um, so, so Sam, what you're talking about there, my, my favorite kind of version of that, and it relates to the vacation mindset, was um, when we were when we were in Hawaii back in 2010 or whatever it was, we were staying on the big island. We went to, what is it, where they keep the volcanoes, Volcano National Park? Volcanoes. Volcanoes. <laughs> Yeah. And so they've got they've got some lava tubes that you can go exploring. And and there was one that was like kind of touristy with a welcome to our lava lava tube sign. And it was like lit and everything. And then yes. someplace else in the park, there was one that was like, hey, you're on your own. Good luck. Um, and, and no no lights or anything. And I, I needed to go explore that one. And there was no way Tasha was going to set foot in there with me. And uh, so she drops me off. <laughs> <laughs> with a couple flashlights and and I head in and I get maybe maybe 15 20 yards in and I notice a light moving a little bit ahead of me and I get up there and there's a, a dad with the son must be about six years old and he's got a led headlamp on and uh, a couple a couple handheld flashlights and he is just right up against the wall of his lava tube looking just real, real close and he's standing on his tip and to- tiptoes and then he's crouched down and then he's over to the other side of the tunnel and then he's looking up at the ceiling and and he's just just mesmerized and, and just minutely looking at things and I start talking to dad and, and dad explains that uh, they'd been in there for an hour and a half already. And they'd made it 15, 20 yards in to this. I think it's like a half mile long log- lava tube or something. And, uh, oh, wow. and he tells me that, you know, he'd rather be at the beach, but when they're at home, he's always busy with work or they're running to soccer practice or the kids got other activities and they've get, never got time to just hang out. So when they planned the trip, he, he, he told himself, you know, I'm just going to do what the kid wants to do and just going to go with it. And he was hoping it would be more, more ocean and sunshine based <laughs> instead of cave based, but he wasn't rushing it. He was just going with the flow. And so I, I went all the way to the end of the tube where it kind of dead ended and came back and they'd made it maybe another 15 yards in and that time. And we talked some more and, and dad was like, I, I just hope we get out of here before his, his batteries die. <laughs> and so I handed him my backup flashlight and wished him <laughs> luck and, and, and headed off. And this is 12 years ago. They could still be in that lava tube. Sam, you should go check it out next time. There's <laughs> some a, say a they're still there today. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's such a, such a beautiful story and such a beautiful example of they didn't have to do the lava tube. Right? They weren't trying to do it fast right. or do it fast or get to the end. They were just enjoying each other's company. And that's yeah. going to stick with them so much more. And that's going to have such a profound impact on the way they interact with the world and with each other. That's just lovely. Yeah. I think yeah. Kids, kids just get so much more out of those kind of experiences. You know, and I think, you know, like the beaches one, like the, I love watching the toddlers running up like to the edge of the, to the, like, so the water comes up. Like they run oh. towards it and they realize yeah. it's coming at them. So they do that, like that little like spin backwards run and they just do it over and over again. Like they're not trying to do anything per se, yeah. but they're having so much fun. And like they are, I mean, especially that little learning, like if we would just leave them be more, but just let them yeah. experience. 
I, I saw a and little I girl think... the other other day. She must have been five or six, and the the tide was coming in and starting to kill her. It was a little bit more than a sand castle. It was kind of a sand village that she'd made, and uh, and she was she was just standing there, her hands at her hips, her her uh, her feet about hip width apart, her hands in her hip, just yelling at the ocean for for destroying her creation. She was just so so angry at it, and and her her adults were just just sitting back laughing at her to themselves because they they didn't want to interrupt her, but she was she was raging against the ocean for for destroying the creation. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I think I think the more we can help families that we know and work with and care for to kind of adopt that vacation mindset of this does not have to be a means to an end. You can relax. You can play the goofy game with your kids. You can read a book while your kid is building something and they're just yeah. building something. It's okay. I think I think that will serve us all all better. I tend to tell my family, like, especially the moms, when they drop off and they a lot of times they'll tell me what they're going to do. You know, and I always tell them like, I don't care. Go get your nails done. Go take a nap. I truly do not care what you are doing when I am here. Like your time is your time. Mm -hmm. Go spend it, go relax. Like you don't have to justify putting your kid into this childcare situation. I'm here to be part of your life, not to judge you for doing whatever it is you want to do right now. I go hang out, like it's fine. And if I'm going to do any judging, I'll keep it to myself. hundred percent. I judge them all just alone at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the, the caveat there is, is only if you can have a vacation mindset where you actually chill out because there's that, that subgroup yeah. of adults who, who do, I mean, they've got the itinerary all printed <laughs> out <mother>. and, <laughs> and I mean, it's like, it, it, it's like you're, you're doing Disney and you've got, yep. you've got the, the rides all mapped out and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's not, that's not what we're talking about here, huh? <laughs> no, no, we're talking about, I mean, if that brings you and everyone you're with joy, I mean, go for it, but you don't. Yeah. Odds are it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, odds does are, it, it might bring you joy, but probably not everybody. Right. You're with. I would argue that that is your ego getting in the way of you, yeah. you think you can control everything. And so you're going to try and exert control over this. You don't have to do that. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Everyone go take a break. Go do some, go, go get in that vacation mindset. There we go. Uh, anybody was wondering, Tasha did come back from the beach. Hi, uh, Tasha. I, I think she, I think she left an episode ago, didn't she? So uh, last yes, time we were did. together, so she, she, I mean, if, if the way episodes get released for some of you, that's going to be a month and a half ago that Tasha went yeah. to the beach. She, she has been she, gone. She's she, she, gone a long time. She did make it back. So that, that makes that, me and the that's dogs boss. are relieved. So that's, that's really good. Hey, listeners, if you're looking for, if you need more child care bar and grill for your ear holes, go to the archives. There's a link in the show notes. There's 500 plus episodes that don't show up in most audio players. And they're all there for, for, for the listening. Um, and, and I got to tell you the first two or 300 episodes, Lisa Murphy and I drank a lot, um, Boy, when they we were are recording. So, to. so, uh, they, they may be, they may be fun to listen to or they're not. And, uh, and, uh, episode 50 still never released because it got too, uh, 
two are maybe light X rated. Um, so maybe oh, someday. That's thinking about, I was just thinking about that when I'm like, Ooh, I want to hear that episode. 50. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Can, maybe that be, uh, can that be the thousands episode special as we all listen to it and react to it on a maybe, podcast I, episode. I have to get some release of sound signed by people, but I, I don't even, I just slightly remember what it's about, but, um, and I still, I, I wouldn't have any problem releasing it. I think the others involved might, um, but Hey, maybe the episode will be just, next episode will be just as bad. This has been the childcare bar and grill. Thanks for How listening. <laughs> bye. Oh, so much lower see y'all later bye-bye bye see i said y'all i'm trying to become so you did you're doing great yeah. i say, I y'all, say y'all this is my actual voice and <laughs> so it confuses people i don't say i want to say though i want to say fixin more i want to i'm Ooh, fixin's good yeah just yeah. lock the g off of Ooh, pretty like much any fixin'. word that ends in a g and you're fine This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.